my heart goes out to all of you who are struggling with homeschooling. What a nightmare. Once again, my lovely partner Lauren has dialed in to say that she will be doing years one and three maths tuition whilst I am recording this podcast. Hello and welcome to the Respectfully Podcast. I'm Nikki Pope, your host for the day, and I am preparing to have a chat with somebody I always love speaking with. I'm waiting to be joined by Antoinette Beenders. Antoinette is Dutch-born. She trained in London uh, alongside Trevor Sorby, who has been a wonderful mentor and friend to her, and is now a resident of East Coast, United States of America. She lives in Minnesota, where she is Vice President of Creative and Global Creative Director at Aveda. Antoinette is, goodness me, almost defies description. She is so talented on every level. Having learned with Trevor, she has perfected techniques which are just extraordinary and allow her to really express her extreme creativity and imagination through the most wonderful looks on hair that we've ever seen. But she marries it with a great visual reference to fashion and to the wider worlds of beauty as well. So it's really quite exquisite. After a couple of decades now with Aveda, she is very proud to be part of the fantastic announcement. The company is now 100% vegan, not only in the products on hair and beauty that the company puts on the market, but also in the processes, the ingredients in every aspect of the production. So grab yourself a cup of tea, make yourself comfortable and let's talk veganism, creativity, hairdressing, and fun with Antoinette Beenders. Welcome to the Respectfully Podcast, Antoinette, talking to us from the United States of America. Hi, Nikki. So lovely to hear your voice. So lovely. (laughs) I know, I know. It's such a shame that we can't all meet these days, but thank goodness for technology. I know, I know. Isn't that amazing? We're like thousands of miles apart and here we are. Feels like we're having a cup of tea together. (laughs) Absolutely. So just tell us sort of your last 10 to 12 months, you have been presumably pretty much, you know, locked in in America in the same way as we have been here in the UK. So you're based in Minnesota, but working super hard, I know. So tell me, tell us a little bit about what you've been doing in the last few months. Well, since my last trip was last, the first week of March, I remember doing a photo shoot in New York. And then we came back and that was it. That was the end of it all. <laughs> and then basically I thought, what am I going to do? You know, because I'm so used to traveling 50% of my time and being all over the place, doing shoots and shows all over the world. So I decided I'd create my own studio downstairs in my basement. And that's what I did. So uh, with the help of my husband, who's a photographer, we, we created like a little mini studio and we started like filming techniques and coming up with classes because I realized, you know, when everybody sits at home, it's just the perfect opportunity to kind of share my knowledge. And I did, in the beginning, it kind of started off as like, let's try and edutain everybody a little bit. But then that turned into a much bigger thing. And it ended up of me not only doing like now two, three seminars a day, sometimes globally, um, you know, I'll be in the evenings yeah. in Australia, in the mornings uh, in the UK, and in the middle somewhere, I do either Brazil 
or um, somewhere in Italy. It's quite fascinating. <laughs> so still global. And I saw you were guesting on a lot of things as well, because I think the more you do, the more people go, oh, right, now, we'll, we will, now we know where she is. We can, we can get hold of her. That's right. And then I ended up starting to do two talk shows as well on Instagram. So every Tuesday and every Friday, I have my own talk show. Wow, absolutely brilliant. And you and I know each other very well. And I know you are always talkative and you always have lots to say. But we're here today because you have even more to say because of the fantastic announcement at the beginning of this year that Aveda is now 100% vegan. I know, it's like super exciting, super exciting. And I feel extremely proud because... um, you know, I, I, I've been vegetarian, now vegan, for quite a while. And uh, so it's very close to my heart. Um, as well, I've been working with Stella McCartney for over five years, who's, you know, the super vegan, as you all very well yeah. know, in the UK. So I've been influenced, you know, for quite a long time now by her. But, you know, if you think about it, Horst started this brand in 78. Horst Rechelbacher, who's the founder of Aveda, he started the brand yeah. in 78. And basically... His idea from the beginning was to um, create a brand that was cruelty-free and never tested on animals and at the same time yeah. be sustainable so, uh, and have an environmental mission. So it's, it's a natural progression, really. And You make it sound as though it's a natural step, but it must have still been quite a big decision. Yeah, I mean, if you think about we were already hardcore vegetarians <laughs> to start off with. So it, for us, yeah. it was like just taking a, a couple of ingredients out of some of the products. But what was the bigger job was to kind of make sure that the, uh, I mean, we have over 600 SKUs that ate, over 600 products in our range. And it was just a, a couple, a handful rather, uh, products that had a little bit of honey, uh, honey or beeswax in it. And that was as, yeah. as bad as it got, okay, uh, yeah. on the scale of uh, vegetarian veganism. But, um, you know, what we did do is we actually, we, we used over, over 900 of the ingredients that we use were like re-looked at and also to make sure that none of them have ever been in contact with anything to do with animals. So um, right. that was the really big So it's job. not just about the end result, it's about the the process, the journey that every product's made from being grown or produced or harvested right through to to where it ends up in an Aveda pack of (laughs) some kind. Yeah, correct. And because if you think about it, like sometimes when you do a fermentation process, which is a very popular thing at the moment in product development, uh, sometimes that can also, you know, be linked to milk. And that's obviously an absolute no-go for us. So, uh, yeah, it's... um, But at the same time, what was really important as well, you know, although... uh, taken out a couple of these minor ingredients we we need to make sure that we still stick to our incredibly high performance because again you know it's super important especially for hairdressers and in the trade you know the performance is the first and foremost that counts what the product they have in their hand Um, so to have the combination of high performance with the combination of vegan and complete and utter transparency of what's in there um, I think is a recipe well you know, I'm so used to it. So for me, it feels like a natural yeah. progression. But I suppose in the rest of the world, it's quite big news. <laughs> it, it is a massive news. And, and what's been the response from your Aveda family, literally globally? So, so this is this has happened everywhere at the same time. It's not in stages, is it? It's like you're 100% vegan everywhere. Did your Aveda family, by which I mean the hairdressers, and um, wherever they were, did they know this was coming? Or have you kind of like surprise them with it what what's been the sort of response well we had actually a really fun uh we did a a, a challenge uh, 
uh, uh, called the Veganery, which we're very familiar with in the UK because something had started in the UK. And we had over yeah. 1,500 of our employees worldwide sign up to go vegan for the month of January. So doing dry wow. January is one thing, going veganuary on top <laughs> of that. Vegan, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, uh, That's double hero status. <laughs> exactly. But if you think about it, you know, by just going one month of vegan, for instance, and I, you know, if for me it counts as two because it was me and my husband doing it together. Like <laughs> for one person for a month, you, you know, you, um, you save 620 pounds of harmful CO out of the atmosphere. You save, this, this is what got me, 30 yeah. animal lives in one month. So that's me wow. and Monty together. Six, we saved 60 animals. And uh, we also saved 913 square foot of forest per person. So that's just one month, you know. And if you do that with 1,500 people, that tallies up to be quite big numbers. It definitely does. And I think that's the link. It's not just about sort of what one consumes, but I think the process animal farming agriculture around animals is actually also um, really unsustainable. Have the salons questioned or have they found, has it been quite a journey to um, reassure them that the performance of the products hasn't altered at all or has actually that not been difficult so far? People have been very ready for it. No, I mean, to be honest, I think it's all been super positive. Um, I think they're also very proud that they can now offer their guests 100% vegan, you know, because I think that's like, and 100% vegan plus high performance, because I think sometimes what we forget, and again, to me, it's very normal because I've been with Aveda for such a long time, is like, we were like the the, the first people, you know, we, we have over 40 years of knowledge of plants yeah uh, of plants <laughs> you know we, we have invented so many things when it comes to technology and how to use plant power and to be high performance because you know to be uh, plant-based is one thing but to be high performance yeah. plant-based is a whole other level of technology and as as the years have progressed our products become better and better and better so you know even though we tweaked a couple of products here and there yeah um, they've actually become better and they've become more high performing. Yeah. And uh, I think, you know, you give, like I said before, yeah. hairdressers and high performance product. <laughs> I think that's the they thing, because it. although it's been described as been a three year journey for Aveda, actually what you say is, is much more profound. It's more of a 40 year journey that's, that's, that we're now seeing um, the results are. Do you expect to see a difference in uh, different cultures in different countries or do you think the world is ready for veganism or do you think that there are some territories where we might have to work a little bit harder to bring the clients and the salons along with us well I think it's a growing trend as well I mean if you think a couple of years back you know vegetarian was kind of more mainstream and vegan was still a bit like oh but now it's becoming much more um, you know people are much more aware and I found some interesting fact you know, in uh, veganism, you know, in the U.S. alone yeah. is growing by 600 percent in Italy by 94 percent. And that's according to Google. And in the U.K., yeah. it's the most they're the most interested in vegan, which is, again, really? you know, you guys yeah. in the U.K. Yeah. And between 2017 and 19, uh, the U.S. plant based food industry grew by 40 percent. While global forecast indicates that plant-based alternatives might grow to 27.9 billion US dollars by 2025. That's I mean, massive. That's crazy. Yeah. And I know because obviously I'm personally very interested in it because, 
you know, I'm very, being a vegan, but I know that um, for yeah. anyone who dabbles in the stock market, <laughs> um, plant-based stocks, there are like taken off. And if you look at all the, um, some of these big celebrities, they're all um, investing in plant-based uh, technologies, plant-based companies. Well, it's such an integral part of the whole environmental conversation, isn't it? You know, whether it's sustainability, looking after the planet, whether, you know, your point of interest is about looking after the animals or, look at, or the climate change, the sustainability of the way we live, economic sustainability. I think it's all interrelated. You almost can't do one without the other. So veganism has to come along with that. And the smart money is betting on that. I think also, if you think about, we just, you know, we're still in this pandemic and hopefully getting out of it very soon. But I think we all kind of had to stop and, and think, you know, like rather get off the treadmill for a minute and go, what is going on? Yeah. You know, what are we doing? Yeah. <laughs> and I think that is also um, catapulted people in thinking about veganism and what they put in their mouths and put on their bodies. Yeah. Because I think people are thinking, and I mean, and again, you know, Kudos to Horst. He saw this like 40 years ago. Yeah. I think it it has been a real pause for thought the last year. Obviously, we didn't plan it that way. But, you know, if you think about the pollution that you take in, the products that you put on your body, the food that you consume, um, you know, whether it's medications, whether it's the way you live, I think that if that's, if that's something that we can retain from this horrendous experience of the COVID pandemic, then that will be a very important thing. Um, you know, maybe arguably even worth it if it's going to accelerate our regard for the planet and what we do much more. So I think it's interesting. Yeah, so, we've got to look after. We only, there's only one Mother Earth, they say. There's only one. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. We've got to look after it. What do you find yourself telling people most about the journey? So you've lived with this, as you say, for quite a long time and specifically in the last two or three years whilst Evader's really moved towards this change. What have been the biggest challenges? You commented that um, some of the products, I know beeswax and bee products are traditionally quite moisturising, aren't they? And they're, they're very good for the texture of products and lip balms and, and smoothing things. So I understand that that was a bit um, tricky to find an alternative which, which sort of fit the bill, if you like. But what about the colour, for example? How, is that still possible to get the same performance and the same premium values? without any kind of wizardry, scientifically <laughs> non-plant-based? Or has that not been such a challenge? Well, I mean, I, I think if you look at our, our, our hair colour, and I have to be honest, you know, up front, I'm not a colourist by any means, you know, I, I'm a hair cutter and a hair styler. Um, but, you know, our, our, our colour has been 97% naturally derived from day one, you know. So for us, it's we have had the high performance and because they're based on essential oils, you get much more of a shine to the finished result as well. I've really noticed that when I'm in the salon and I do clients, you know, uh, when they've had, they go from non-Aveda color to Aveda color, the difference in quality of hair is unbelievable. And that's when it comes back to high performance, you know, yeah. there's more of, um, I don't know, more of a luxury to the end result. There's not so much of a mattifying effect. Yeah. And I would say, I mean, it's actually quite simple. If you, you know, we are humans, you know, we are like, I'd always like to think we're nature, you know, our hair is nature. So if you put a natural product, nature on natural product, then the end result is always going to be, um, yeah. you know, better, better than when you stick a chemical product on a natural texture like your hair. Yeah. So um, to me, it makes sense. And it's made sense for a very long time. 
But I just think as the world is, you know, they're opening their eyes, they're being exposed to, to more things, mm -hmm. um, I think they're starting to, you know, they're starting to, to, you know, catch on the trend. To the point, Nikki, which I was such a proud moment, talk about January for January, um, even in fashion, and I know us hairdressers, we're obsessed with fashion. Yeah. But if you think of the Couture Week, this, this January, just gone, uh, Iris van Herpen or Iris van Herpen, who is one of the top couturiers in the world, she brought out a couture collection of sustainable materials, which is the first ever in fashion or in the couture world. Yeah, yeah. Stella's been doing yeah, it in the ready-to-wear. So we are making progress, not just in the beauty world, but also in the fashion world and many other worlds. And I just think that's really exciting, yeah, you know? Yeah. It's like we have a future. I think that's the thing, isn't it? That's the thing what you want to sort of wish everybody would, would know and believe, um, if we could just wave a magic wand that, it's not about you don't need to compromise on, on performance or quality, but you don't have to compromise on the fun either. You don't have to compromise. It's not like joining a cult where you have to kind of leave all the sort of frivolity behind. You can still have a good time. You can still be loud and proud and you can still be bold. You can still make you know lots of choices whilst being ethical and considerate and looking after the planet and vegan. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's become a personal choice now, you know, there's no reason not to choose um, uh, vegan products for that matter uh, over, you know, chemical products because the performance is not only the same or practically even better. It's just yeah. a matter of personal choice now. And it's echoed everywhere along the high street, you know, if we can all cast our minds back to when we were allowed to walk along the high street, there was a lot more choice about what we could eat and, and how we could live and everything from milk to the way things are delivered to the way you, you use energy and so on. And I think if, if hairdressers don't go with that, they're going to get left behind because the clients are asking for it. It's sort of client driven, really, isn't it? That's what's it? happening. The clients are asking for it. They're being exposed to it because we're not the only industry that's working on it. So it's important that we keep up with that. And again, you know, to be able to offer them products and services that, um, you know, that can go along with that. And it's, I know, I know it sounds like a trend, but it's not yeah. a trend. It's just a way forward, in my opinion, you know? It is. And I think it's really exciting because I know you've, you know, you've come from a world where you weren't, living and working the way you are now so you know what it's like to have had those things and you've moved over the last however I don't know well it's only 10 minutes surely since you left school but you know what I mean over the last 30 something years you've traveled haven't you from a world which was that to this and and you know what you could have done with that so for you to be sitting here and saying look I can do this and even more I think is is like the highest kind of endorsement if you like absolutely i mean i literally went through the journey like i've been with aveda 23 years now i went through that journey where it took us quite a while you know in the beginning to make some products to become you know to become this incredible high performance uh, product that it, that it needed to be but if yeah. i've seen the technology just like grow and grow and become better and better and you know we're like i would say we're the leaders in plant-based hair care now you know we we really, we have over 40 years of knowledge. Like I said, to make a plant-based product is one thing, but to yeah. make it high-performance plant-based and cruelty-free and sustainable is a different story. Yeah. It, I mean, I'm extremely yeah. proud of that. So you've been doing a lot of education and doing lots dynamically in the last year. What have you seen? What have you seen around you? What have you seen other people doing that kind of interests you creatively? It's hard to talk about trends because nobody's out there 
being trendy, I suppose. But what have you seen things that you think, oh, wow, that's really interesting? Or have you been, in, you know, enthused by anything? Have you... Um, as a hairdresser, because I do so many different things, there's a couple of things that stand out for me. Uh, as a hairdresser, I have been blown away by the amount of education that's been offered globally. And um, also the, the, the camaraderie yes. of all the hairdressers together. I, I really lo enjoyed that. Uh, and again, because virtually you can connect now. Um, from a technical point of view, I think we've been exposed to more techniques than ever. Yes. <laughs> Everybody's been trying everything. I know. Um, and it's great doing it all on a mannequin head. But I think one of the things where I'm seeing the trend going more is actually focusing a little bit more on consumer hair. And that's kind of what I'm seeing coming right, out here. Because yeah. we're all very hairdressery technically and it's fun and come up with new ideas. That's all great. But the end of the day is why are we all doing this? I think, like I said earlier, you know, we all kind of stop think, reevaluate, and where are we going? And I think happens in the trade too. So I think we're going much more consumer yeah. friendly. I know that I've been mentoring uh, a couple of groups of hairdressers. Uh, that's one of the things I've been working on, uh, mentoring them to become influencers in their own right. Uh, and that's been very interesting, right. helping them how to create images, helping them to create their own brands. So um, because yeah. really everybody's a brand nowadays. Uh, so that's been very fun. Yeah. And then um, collections, tricky because, you know, it's, you know, it's hard. I haven't shot a collection yet, uh, although I did shoot my first campaign last week. But I will be shooting a collection in the next couple of months. I've got a great idea that I want to do. Um, so that's definitely going to happen. And then, of course, working on shows. Brilliant. And I, I've seen you do a lot of revisiting archive things. So it's been lovely. You're, I know on your Instagram and, and other people have been sort of like taking the time to look back at things that they've done. And it's been really interesting for me as a sort of journalist magazine editor to see things either that I think oh yeah I've forgotten that or just you know what stands the test of time I mean some of the things that you've reposted and revisited have there been things that you've rediscovered and thought god actually that was even better than I thought it was <laughs> well it's interesting you say that Nikki because I have a, a a file of thousands of pictures and I have pictures I have never even seen yet my husband's forever saying oh, we need to go through these files because there's tons of stuff you never even looked at because I've always been so busy. <laughs> uh, but sometimes you do think, you know, they're a little bit too ahead of the game. Uh, and if you think about, yeah. you know, like we were talking earlier about green hair at your show in 2019, it was now. 19. That's Look a, at the yeah, trend yeah. that green became, you know, it's fascinating. Yeah. So, so I've always had that problem. Yeah. Well, it's not a problem, it's supposed to how I have been in my whole career. And I'm extremely proud that some of my images um, did stand the test of time. And I feel as proud posting them now as I did, you know, 20 years ago, we didn't have Instagram. So, <laughs> you know, for a lot of people, yeah. this is the first time they see it. So, uh, yeah, yeah, I yeah, have definitely. files and files and files. So I can keep posting for the next 10 years. Well, I suggest you do because it's absolutely intriguing to, to look at things and, and study them and, and so on. So... Brilliant. Thank you. So what's kind of happening next? What's the next step both for, for the, the company and, and for you? Is there, is there an, uh, are you developing something else? What's the next sort of challenge well, sustainability -wise? Well, how can I say, you know, we're, we're always trying to be, be better. You know what I mean? That's the thing. And I think that's something that Horst instilled us from the very early stages. 
Um, you know, we're working on some of the, um, you know, some of the top things that uh, are needed, uh, you know, our needs within the world, whether it comes, you know, from a consumer point of view and from a hairdresser's point of view. Um, so, yeah, I can't obviously tell you our next, uh, our next product line that's in the making. But uh, let me tell you one thing. There's some very exciting things ahead. <laughs> um, Brilliant. And, you know, so, so I think it's, it's incredible. And the other thing that we've been working on and which I think um, is also now has kicked off in the, in the UK is really working on e-commerce for the salons whereby right. we can help them uh, still have a little bit of business during this pandemic. And we, this was something that we'd already set up a couple of years ago here in the States. Uh, but, you know, in the beginning, the hairdressers were a little bit reluctant to, like, get their head around it. Whereas yeah. this has been one of the biggest um, successes, you know, from a, from a, how can I say, from a business point of view within the trade, uh, this e-commerce platform for the Aveda network has yeah. been a phenomenal success globally. So our salons managed to continue, you know, perhaps not services, but continue their business online yeah. Yeah. during the pandemic. Yeah, so this is uh, the products and so on. And the education, I think, as well, has been accelerated so that the contacts and the education. I mean, I was saying, I was talking to the head of our education the other day, and uh, we're, we, I think during the pandemic, or since, since March last year, we have educated over 150,000 people. I mean, wow. if you think about that, normally, you know, you'd have to get on the plane. If you get a class of 500 or 1,000, that's a lot, you know, that's a lot. Yeah. Uh, I remember, you know, doing your show, Nikki, was it 1,100, yes. 1,200 yeah. we did? Yes, yes, yeah, I think it was about 1,200 something. <laughs> I know, and it was packed to the rafters, you know, um, and it was an incredible experience. But um, if you think about it, I think education has changed forever. Because we can, you know, I can do a show in your living room nowadays. Uh, I was I was in Miami last week on the shoot, and I was doing a show in Brazil from my hotel bedroom, which wow. was quite bizarre. <laughs> you know? uh, uh, yes, I do hope we do get some live things, though. I think we, uh, we do all yearn to sort of be together in some way. Yeah. But I do agree with you. I think that there, we've learned so much, and I think it would be amazing to retain that the ethos yeah. of doing things online and, and talking like this and generally that's got to be better both for us spiritually for our souls not sort of racing around all the time and also for the planet but equally I think it will be lovely to to get together again in person and yeah no I and I, I hear you I tell you when we come together it's going to be oh we're going to have so much fun <laughs> we're actually planning our Ayurveda Congress actually there's two things that we're working on talking about the immediate future we're actually um, doing a, a master jam, which is an evaded term for getting some of our, our top talent in our network together. And it's not just to Aveda uh, hairdressers, it's actually to everybody out there. Uh, we're doing a master jam on the 28th of March to actually raise funds for all the Californian salons. Um, right. it's, it's mainly US-based because they've gone through a horrendous number four lockdown, a bit similar to the UK. Uh, so we're going to yeah. try and raise yeah. some money for the salons there. That's the end of February. And yeah. then uh, in September, we are working on a VEDA Congress. So wow. whether it's going to be a get together or a virtual or a combo, we're not there yet because we're waiting to see what's happening in the world. But yeah. we are going to have one. And uh, yeah, we're super excited about that. Oh, brilliant. That'd be amazing. Well, please, can I come, whether it's online or in person or <laughs> somehow for sure. be connected? For sure. <laughs> oh, that's lovely. Thank you so much for sharing all of that with us. I'm, I'm thrilled to see you and I know how heartfelt this journey is for you in particular, but also as a brand, I think watching Aveda grow and lead the way. And I think that sort of pioneering 
attitude that that sort of like come on you know it's it might be difficult but we're going to do it anyway and I think having such a fantastically positive story to come out with in January has has also been really kind of like uplifting which is amazing yeah well we're extremely proud of our um we say we're vegan now and forever so we're extremely proud of that and um yeah and I can't wait for anyone who hasn't ever worked with Aveda or tried their products um you know try the the high performance yeah. You'll be blown okay, away. That'll be a challenge. And I'm sure you can DM Antoinette on Instagram with your feedback. She'd be delighted to hear from you. <laughs> Please do. Antoinette Beenders, thank you so much. Thank you for joining us today. Thanks, Nikki. Lovely to speak to you. And thanks, everyone, for listening. Thank you for listening to the Respectfully podcast. I'm Nikki Pope, and my guest today was Antoinette Beenders. If you like our conversation, please jump over to Spotify, iTunes or any other podcast provider and check the library of conversations we have on lots of different topics in the hairdressing industry. Please don't forget to rate and review us as it helps to drive us up the charts and make hairdressing podcasts easier to find. Until next time, bye.